Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. All right, so who is watching Euphoria? I feel like <laughs> I feel like this show gives me high anxiety just because I have children, but I really can't stop because it's so well done. And mark my words, Zendaya is winning another Emmy, and I just think she's incredible. So um, if you can handle lots of high school kids having sex and doing drugs and all these other things that really probably shouldn't be happening at the age of, you know, 15, 16, 17, um, then you should watch it. It really is such a well-done show on HBO. Um, Anyway, so today's episode, so fun. I have two great guys. I know I've been very male-heavy lately. I don't know why. Um, There's no real reason. But um, I have two guys that are very different, but also very similar. Um, Actor and photographer Chris Lowell, who is promoting the show How I Met Your Father on Hulu. Chris is amazing. He um, has basically been in everything. I loved him in Glow, and I especially loved him in um, Promising Young Woman, which we talked about. That was the movie with Carrie Mulligan. I think it won um, Best Screenplay uh, like a year and a half ago or a year ago for the Oscars, but it's so good, and Chris is amazing. Um, And then I have Reed Carolyn, who you may not have heard of, but you will definitely know his work. So he wrote and produced Magic Mike, and he has a production company with Channing Tatum. They're partners. Um, There's a new movie out, Dog. It's only in theaters, and Reed directed it with Channing, excuse me, and wrote it. So I haven't seen it yet, um, but it actually looks funny. It really does. It looks great. So Reed is, he's cool. I mean, he definitely is... He's one of those guys that's very intelligent, very, very – I mean, he went to Harvard. I actually didn't know that until um, he brought it up. But, yeah, awesome guy. Both these guys are so cool, and I think you're really going to enjoy our conversations. So let's start with Lowell, Chris Lowell. (laughs) Sorry, just had a mind fart there, brain fart, whatever you call it. Let's start with Chris, um, and then um, we'll take a break and then go into – Thank you. Hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I mean, thanks for joining me. I'm very, very honored to have you. I mean, you were a part of my favorite movie last year, or actually all the years are running together, oh. so I'm not even sure, but Promising Young Woman. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I really, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, that was, it was, that was like one, that was a real feather in the cap, you know, to get that job <laughs> and to see what Emerald did with it and to work with Carrie. I mean, that was like a, that was a big one. And that, that film is so powerful and unlike anything I'd ever read, unlike anything I'd ever seen. I mean, it was, you know, it was a, it was a big one. It was, yeah. it felt, I'm very glad that you enjoyed it. I yeah. loved it. it I wanted 
I literally was rooting for that um, for best picture. I was happy that it won awards and it was very deserving, but I really, I was like, this is literally the best movie I've seen in, in a really long time. It was just so different. And Emerald Fennel, she's a genius. I mean, uh, like she's a she's total a genius. genius. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that's a, yeah, when I think about, uh, you know, uh, awards and, and, you know, it's also, the whole thing is so ridiculous in so many ways, but but I think one of the things that I always try and look at when I'm thinking about like what the best is of, a, of any given year is what feels the most original, what feels the most groundbreaking. And I think by that metric, you know, Promising Young Woman really like was far and away its own beast and, 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 yes. and really is a standalone piece of art. Yeah, yes. I think it's amazing. I could not agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you you have this face, right? It's a it's a very handsome face, Chris. Don't get me wrong. It's very, very handsome. Um, but you like uh, you're thank you. you're welcome. You are in everything. I feel like you were the guy that everyone's like, oh my gosh, I just saw him in glow. Oh my gosh, I just saw him in, you know, how I met your father. Like I just like you're everywhere. You are the definition of um a very successful working actor. Well, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate It's funny to hear you say that because if you were to, you know, talk to me like at any given Wednesday, mm -hmm. it's me being like, I'll never work again. My career is over. I'll never find another job. It was fun while mm -hmm. it lasted. You know, I think part of the, the, the curse of working in this industry is that you're just kind of playing leapfrog your whole career. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, to that end, knowing what the odds are and how difficult it is to find work, I'm incredibly, frankly, shocked and grateful that I've worked as much as I have. Um, you know, this is like, this is yeah. my favorite. This is like my dream to do this for a living. So the fact that I get to do it is, is a real dream come true, really. This is so funny and interesting to hear you say this, because I feel like, um, I, I'm totally with you at this point, you know, I host a couple of shows, but generally like I'm a gig worker and it's just funny because that's like what I do. I pretty much, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be a stay at home mom. Like, fuck this. I don't, I don't care about this anymore. I'm not getting anything. Like, you know, every other week is like well, it, up and down, up and down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I'm a gig worker before the, the term was coined. You know what I mean? Like the, all actors are gig economy yes. workers, you know, it's just like, God, I, I mean, and you know, it was especially scary during the pandemic because it was like the entire industry just stopped. Mm. It was just this gigantic apparatus that just stopped. And I remember coming into 2021 being like, is there any, is, is there a place for me anymore? Like, what does this industry even look like anymore? I, I literally said to my wife, like, well, I'm glad that promising young woman, I got to do that because that'll be the last job I ever have. And good luck wow. supporting our entire family. What? Um, and so, and so it was, it was a real relief and a real joy to uh, have booked, you know, have, have continued to keep working. I mean, I, 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 I Believe me, at this point in my life, I'm just shocked and grateful that I've had a job ever. You I know? mean, I kind of love um, hearing Let alone this. more than one. I do. I love hearing how yeah. humble you are. You are so freaking humble. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I don't think anybody oh, would really expect this to come out of your mouth. <laughs> that, listen, let me tell you something, okay? It, 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 most, I think most actors, at least in my experience, are shocked that they work. <laughs> One of my best friends is Emma Stone. We worked together on The Help 12 years ago. Yes. And we've just stayed close buddies. And there are, there are plenty of times that I've been sitting with Emma 
And she's like, well, that's the end of my career. Glad it lasted as long as it did. Wow. Wow. You know, it's just, you just never know. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a crapshoot all the time. At least yes. it feels that way. And I know there are more programs out there now than there ever have been, but still there's, there's a lot of good looking talented actors, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's cutthroat. But it's good. I, yeah. Yeah. Totally cutthroat. Cut it's cutthroat. I will say, yeah, getting, you know, as I've gotten a little bit older and things have gotten somewhat more stable, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's still, it's, it's, it's still something that's kind of hard to accept that like, no, 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 it's, you're not going like you have a career now. Like yeah. you actually, you can take a breather. You will work again. You know, that, it's, Chris, it's that is so, that is so important. I think for you to remember is that yes, you were established. Everybody knows you. I mean, again, this is coming from me and you know, <laughs> take it, take it for what it is, whatever. I'm not an agent. So, you know, fuck off. But anyway, so no, you, you are established. You have a career. It is okay to enjoy your family for six months. It's okay to take the summer off. No one's counting. Like if you've been in a film in the last, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you guys think that we're all like, oh, they yes, haven't done anything yes. in so long. No one's counting your movies or your shows. No, <laughs> it's so no, funny. it's just me. It's just me by yep. myself in my head at night. It's like the lights go off to go to sleep and I just stare into the middle distance. You know what yeah. I mean? You Worrying are, about it. It's just like, just take it easy. Everything's are you okay. like, are you a first child, firstborn? Yes. Oh wow. my gosh, me too. That's we're crazy. the same. Yes. Yeah, we're the same. We literally stay up at night thinking of how we're failures when we're actually really not failures. Intellectually, we know that, but you know, we just hold ourselves to this crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. standard. I can, yeah. If someone tells me that, yeah, I can see that, but it's like, you know, to actually apply it is much more difficult than, mm. than I think people realize. Yes, you know? uh, totally. Um, and so I think that uh, the industry as a whole, you mentioned, you know, when the pandemic hit, we all had to sort of, you know, we, we were halted, we stopped. And then it's like everybody just kind of pivoted and figured out a way to evolve and move forward. I think, you know, from my perspective, it's like we went from in-person junkets and red carpets to everything on Zoom. And, you know, I think you as an actor had it way harder. You had, I mean, I talked to so many actors during the pandemic who had to make these decisions. If they wanted to work, they had to quarantine in a room alone for 14 days. I mean, I don't know if you had to do this, but I talked yeah, to many people. Yeah. They went crazy. Yeah. It, it was, it was, I mean, look, I still personally, I think all of us, everyone, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever's going on in our lives, I try to remind myself and the people around me that like, on, in addition to whatever it is, work-wise, relationship-wise, uh, where you're living, career, we've also been living through a global pandemic for mm-hmm. two years. And like, yes. that has a real effect. I mean, I feel like we're kind of all floating in outer space still, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and yeah, I think that, you know, in terms of, in terms of what work looks like now, and it's weird. I mean, like on, on how I met your father, even, you know, we go to work in, we, we have to, we, we wear in 95 masks for eight hours a day. And then oh, it's right gosh. when they're like, okay, we're rolling. That we like take our masks off and try and get the thing off the bridge of our nose, you know, and then we just yeah. like jump right in. And it's scary. I mean, we went to work on our first day on how I met your father. We all rehearsed all day in masks. And then literally, like, we all were just meeting each other. And then the next morning, as in our second day of work, yeah. Hillary got COVID. And that was oh, it. We sh- shut down for 10 straight days. Oh, you know my I mean? God. It was like, yeah, yeah. I did a job in Atlanta earlier this uh, at the beginning, uh, or in 2021. And similarly, yeah. like, I had to fly to Atlanta, 
and then quarantine for 14 days before we started working. And, you know, I can't have my family come visit me. I can't no. see other people. I mean, it's a, it's a high anxiety. So you did do be, that. You, you know, you quarantined alone. With a, yeah, Sorry yeah, to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah. In okay. A, in a sad hotel room. No, um, but yeah, you know, and, and then, uh, and oh. then, you know, it, 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 it was especially working before there were vaccines was, was, was certainly a, a stressful time. To right. Do, you know, yes. Or it just felt like to me before there were vaccines, it felt like there was just no end in sight. We were just like, what is going on? I I'm so sick of being, um, I don't know, having, having like, these hesitant feelings about being around people that I normally wouldn't think twice. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, to me, it yes, was like just, yes, yeah, this absolutely. unnecessary I mean, stress. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of, part, I mean, part of the reason I took this, this job is because I wanted to like live in a version of New York that had no COVID a version right. of New York where like the biggest stress of my life is what my Tinder profile. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that, that like just felt like a great kind. And, yes. I, and, I, and, and with things being as dark as they've been for the last couple of years, I was also just like, I want to do something that feels very positive and very optimistic and has like a good energy to it, you know, uh-huh. and, and feels like frankly a counter agent to a uh, promising young woman. You know, it's sort of like the other end of the pendulum. Totally. Like that's kind of the way I like to work. I like to kind of keep, feel like every job is like a completely different sandbox that I get to play in. Yes. And I, I totally hear that. I, you know, I was talking to Frankie Faison who actually won the Gotham award this year for the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. I don't know if you saw that movie. It's crazy. It's no, so awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll it's totally so moving. It. It's about that. You know, he was a, a black retired police officer, basically, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not going to give it away, but it's, it's really moving. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah. He's, he's incredible. And he said he turned down, you know, it was very heavy for him to do this, this role. And then he was approached basically um, to tell the story of like, I think it's like the story of either Trayvon Martin or something that happened like, you know, pretty recently. And he was like, I just can't do it. Like my brain will not let me. Yeah. And he just said, finally, he had to just take like a six month break and be like, all right, you know what? I'll do it. I feel like God wants me to do this. So I'm going to do it. But you know, it's, it's interesting. Nobody thinks of actors as having to take breaks from these crazy emotional roles. Cause you're like, you know what? You're an actor deal with it. But it's, it's not like that you guys, you know, you're professionals, you, you take it to heart. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's so interesting. I, it's also, I, I think it also depends on the actor, you know, like the Brits are so different philosophically, like, you know, working mm. something on them is a great example. Like you would think when I showed up at work, I expected that to be like a very somber set, Yeah, uh, you know, where maybe I don't see or talk to Carrie Mulligan until we're doing our scene together just because it's so heavy and it's so emotional and violent. And, yeah. and I show up at work and, Carrie and Emerald are just like cracking jokes, left, right, and center, can't keep a straight face. Emerald's eight and a half months pregnant the whole time we were making that movie. I, I mean, remember. Wild yeah. about it. But she, you know, they, the Brits, I think, have this really healthy philosophy of really treating, just remembering and never forgetting that it's just a job. For them, it's just a job. I think as Americans, maybe it's because philosophically, like, we are so ingrained into thinking that like our identity has to be our career or our job. I think it's really hard right. for us to not get immersed, to not sort of essentially become 
the character, you know what I mean? To, to not yeah. like take, and, and to, when you're dealing with things that are as heavy as like, you know, uh, the persecution of African-Americans in our country in up uh-huh. to like today, that's gotta be like a real, that's a, that's an overwhelming burden to carry. I can't imagine. Yes. You know? Oh my gosh. You're so right. And it's like the more actors I speak to, like I was talking to an actress the other day who was like, I won't do nudity because I heard Julia Roberts at one point say, you know, I am this character. And then the minute I take my shirt off, those are not the character's boobs. Those are my boobs. Those are Julia Roberts' boobs. Like, you know, there's so many things that that just go through your head, yeah, I'm sure, when yeah, you're doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, as somebody who's had to do like quite a few sex scenes, it's, yeah. it's, it's a crazy experience, you know? But I also think like, when I worked with um, on Glow, I remember Allison Bree. I remember talking to her about she had to be a nude several times. Yes. And it's interesting. She was like, this show is a love letter to my body. Wow. And I've never been in better shape than this. And I've never looked like this. And I never, I've never taken agency of my body the way that I am on this show. And so, like, hell yeah, I want it to wow. be, like, photographed and memorialized and preserved. You know, I think Love that. It's just mm-hmm. a, but it's, it's just a weird thing that like this is these are the conversations we're having to have with ourselves before we go to work yes. you know it's a wild yes. it's just a bizarre you're of, right you know it's wild it's so funny now just to wrap things up because I do have to wrap up but can we just plug how I met your father it's on Hulu it's the first season I think there's been like four or five episodes am I right it comes out weekly yeah, it comes out weekly. I think I think maybe the seventh episode just dropped. Don't quote okay. me on that. But yes, it's that's it. It's wild. So what's fun about this show is it's on a streaming platform, but it still feels like an old school network sitcom in a really mm. fun way. It's kind yeah. of like a blast from the past in that way. And it's a it's obviously a um, associated with how I met your mother. Um, it's not a, a reboot. It's not like we're playing the same characters, but right. it's very much lives in the same universe as the original. So there are set pieces and props and maybe even characters from the original that are kind of sprinkled into our show. And what's fun about that is it, it really gives um, fans of the original uh, 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 some, you know, some real great Easter eggs to kind of keep them on the yeah. hook. And at the same time, though, the rest of us, it's it's a completely independent original group of friends and group of stories and so it doesn't feel like we're simply regurgitating or trying to replicate the original because that would be a disaster that that show was like it's hard to top i totally so I'm agree glad we're and not trying to, i watched you know? the pilot and i did laugh i thought it was pretty funny so um and i'm actually i'm a tough crowd yeah. if i don't laugh out loud i'm like screw this i'm not watching it so i had a couple laugh out loud moments i will say um okay, I just good. Not- well i appreciate it thank you yeah no of course of course well chris i love your instagram i love all your photos you're awesome this has been such a pleasure i really appreciate it and you know i hope one day I can meet you on a red carpet in person and we can shoot the shit. (laughs) That sounds like a plan. I'll see you there. All right. Thanks, Chris. Chris Lowell. Okay. So that was Chris. He was so fun. I thought we had a great conversation. I actually could have kept talking to him, but I did have a time limit. That was kind of unfortunate, but it happens. Um, No, I just, I love talking to these actors just about the industry and what they're going through. And I just couldn't believe when he said, you know, he has the same self-doubt that that we all have. It's just, it, it really is interesting that not that I think that like actors are so superior, but it's just like he seems to me so successful and, you know, he still has doubt. Anyway, um, let's go into read 
So Reed, like I said, we have a great convo about Channing Tatum, about the movie Dog, and Reed's career. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Hey, Reed. Hello. How, How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm really well. Thank you very much. Good. I just started uh, stalking you on Instagram this morning. You have a cool <laughs> account. I'm into your page. I really am. Oh. I really oh, am. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know, I, used to, I used to like uh, be up, you know, all of the social media. I, mean, I, was, I lived across the hall in college from the guys who started Facebook. So I was like on all that stuff super early and and then I just got off of it and I, and I deleted everything. And then as soon as I started shooting this movie again, I was like, I'm going to slowly dip my toes back into Instagram. And, oh my gosh. Wait, you know? this is so yeah. funny. You went to Harvard at the same time as Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, we were all in Kirkland house. I was yeah, very kind of across the hall from that group oh, of guys. Oh my gosh. This is this is so funny. Wow, what a cool fun fact. Um yeah. wow, that's amazing. So yeah. I'm actually I'm located in New York, but I'm actually at my parents' house right now in New Hampshire. We came for the weekend. So um, oh, wow. yeah, very close to to Harvard and Cambridge. So good times. Um yeah. well, yeah. congratulations on this movie, Dog. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. I mean, it looks so good. I am obsessed with movies. I love seeing them in the theaters. I hate watching them at home, so which is why I, I haven't seen it yet, because um, I have not been to the theater. But also, I normally, I'm not the biggest fan of dog movies. However, however. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Um, but Channing Tatum's very yeah. hot, and this storyline yeah. like sounds amazing. Yeah, look, it's something that came from from a lot of personal experiences that we just, you know, had to had to translate to the big screen. It, neither one of us, Channing nor I, set out to make a dog movie. We're not people that really watch a ton of dog movies on our spare time. <laughs> I mean, if you had asked me at the beginning of my career, would you ever make a movie about male strippers or about dogs? I would have said no way. <laughs> right, right. Both, right, you know, back to back. And, and and so I, I think it's like you just have to follow your instincts. And yeah. um, we did a documentary for HBO about these uh, army rangers who were canine handlers and their dogs. And it just blew us away. Like the, the bonds that these guys and their dogs had, mm. um, the ways in which the dogs became not dogs. They they were brothers, sisters, soldiers. They, they outranked their handlers. The line between animal and human got really blurred. And it's why we titled the film Dog. You know, because we wanted to highlight how, you know, the word dog kind of limits the, the, the way we look at, at these beings. And, you know, it, it, we, dis, we, we disguised what I think is a very uh, serious film and a, and, a, mm-hmm. and a film that's very kind of strange and personal inside the, the wrapping of a, of a common dog movie. Yes, yes. And, and I have to say, I mean, I don't know when we as a society are going to refer to Channing Tatum as a comedic actor or as a comedian, but I, I really think he is. I think he's so hysterical. I think his yeah. timing is amazing. And I don't think he gets enough credit for yeah. that. Um, so no, to me, that was, yeah. Comedian at heart. Yes. I'm, I mean, I know you guys are great friends and your business partners. So you obviously know pretty much more than anyone would, but, um, and, and I don't know, how did you guys find it working together behind the, the, the camera? Uh, you know, we've been we've been friends for the better part of, you know, 15, 16 years, something like that. So it was it was natural. I mean, you have your your disagreements and it, it's it's tough 
navigating a benevolent dictatorship with another person, you know, where yeah. you're both in power. But <laughs> it's fun because you get to kind of rediscover what the movie is every day because there are these two visions colliding mm. and and surprising everybody with what the movie is going to become. There's a plan and then and then the plan sort of veers off a little bit and and out the other end comes something new. So um, I, I loved it personally, like directing with him and it was just easy to set an extension of the friendship we've built up over many years. Yeah. And I'm sure he learned a lot from you because I think this was his first time directing, right? Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, cool. it's his first time. Yeah. It's, it was his first time and, and um, really both of our first times. I mean, I, I, I guess done, you know, more like short stuff and student, student film stuff and everything like that. Yeah. And and but Chan and I had directed actually like a live show together. We we'd have uh, four live sh- shows based on the Magic Mike shows around the world, and we spent a long time creating those together. So we did have a yes. shorthand at at um at doing that. Right. Okay. Oh wait, this is super random. Actually, the Vegas show. This girl that I'm friends with, I went to camp with her to theater camp. Her name is Jordan Burnett. She was yeah. in it. Do you know her? Wait, Jordan. Yeah. 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 Jordan, yeah. Of course I know Jordan. Okay, yeah, that's, that's so crazy. funny. Yes, yes. We went to camp. We went to stage door together when we were teenagers. But um, yeah, that's wow. very funny. I know. She's insane she's in amazing. the best way. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, yeah. she is She is amazing. She totally goes for it. And yes. oh, you got to go see her. I, mean, I it's know. Like, it's, it's, it's wonderful. You got to go. She, she kills it. Okay. You know what? I think I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm, I need to, um, because yeah, it magic surprise you. I promise you. Really? The show is much better. I, yeah. I usually don't like plugging the things that, that I work on because it just feels sweaty, but that show <laughs> is so much better than it deserves to be. Like you go, okay, it's, I'm going to go get like a Chippendale show. And yeah. It's so much more. It's like a, it's like a stand-up comedy show. You get the best male dancers in the world, like people that would only dance for, you know, like Beyonce or whatever. That they're yeah. now they're leaving those shows to come work with us because they can be like the center stage performers. And then oh you gosh. have a little bit of a sort of Alice in Wonderland narrative, and it's it's more than you think. Wait, that sounds that actually sounds very very cool. I'm into those. I mean, I love Broadway and I love musicals, but I'm into the um the edgy stuff as well. Like I don't know. I'm. It sounds like it would be right up my alley. So I feel like I need a Vegas trip. I can just I can only handle Vegas in, in small doses. Um, oh yeah. Because, because I'm a normal I can human. I barely stay the night. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank no, you. No, I, and after having worked there for so long, I'm like, how do I figure out how to go there? you know, yes. be a show or direct a show and then go out in the desert and sleep in a tent. And like, go, like I just, I just don't want to have no. on me every day. Seriously. No shit. I'm so with you. Um, where, where do you live yeah. year round normally LA or New York? I, I live in LA. I'm moving up to a town outside of LA called Ojai soon. And, and the little town of about 8,000 people. And, and um, yeah, so that'll be, that in LA will be, will be home for the time being. Okay, where are you from originally? I'm from outside of Chicago. Okay, and then how did you um, get your feet wet in the film industry? I honestly, I graduated college. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, I, I knew I loved writing and directing and or I loved the idea of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had no idea how to actually do it for work, and I, I needed to have a job, and um, desperately. So, of course... 
what better thing to do than just drive out to LA and start working for people for free and going into, <laughs> you know, massive credit card debt. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much what I did. Yeah. And, then, and then what better thing to do than go to film school and take out even more debt. And so I, I went to graduate film school and, and I dropped out after a semester because um, a project that I had worked on out here as an intern mm. uh, became what was actually bought by uh, Paramount and, and turned into a, a movie. And so I, I left school to just go work Wait, as a grunt. That's so cool. That's that. Wait, what yeah, was it? It was great. It was, it was called Stop Loss. And it was one of the first things that Channing was cast in. And so I was, I was, you know, friendly with the director because I worked with her in creating the script. Yeah. Um, just kind of as like a intern and, and really just somebody who got to shadow her as a writer and a director. She, her name's Kimberly Pierce. She, okay. she uh, directed Boys Don't Cry, which is a film I love. Yes. And so I just got this kind of firsthand exposure to to her and, and, and the business and, and learned a lot. And then I met Channing on that set. We became friends. I went off and made a documentary in Africa um, for a couple of years because I just Hollywood burned me out from that experience. And then he went wow. and made G.I. Joe and some other things that he, you know, was kind of not super proud of. And we were just talking about, you know, what could we do together? Uh, you know, could we could we make something on our own? Yeah. And we said, let's give ourselves a year to try it. And if it doesn't work out, you know, we'll, we'll go our separate ways. And in that first year, we we were able to get a small independent film going and then also Magic Mike. And that's yes. sort of just everything took off from there. Yeah. That's a great story, Reed. That is really cool. I mean, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely you took you took your shot. I love that. And I love that you were I mean, yeah. I'm I feel bad saying this. I wouldn't say this to my kids, but I love that you could drop out of graduate school <laughs> and you don't have all this yeah, debt I mean, that you had to incur after that. And you were just successful. You you came, you know, you did what you came for. So that's like what what more do you want? Everybody has their paths, you know. I I uh it, this business is so strange. Some people that I was uh, friends with in graduate school in my class, um, you know, I think I would have graduated in like 2007 or eight or something like that. And, and, you know, one of them uh, who, who, you know, has been making small shorts and indie uh, productions that, you know, people, you know, didn't really see all the way since, you know, she, she graduated, just, just won the uh, jury prize at Sundance and is wow. getting her, you know, sort of shot at making a big film. And, and I, it's just awesome watching these filmmakers take whatever path that they can to get their art out into the world. And, and I chose to take a more, you know, kind of Hollywood approach and right. kind of come up through this system. And other people do it the independent way. I think if you have the drive and and, you know, the ability, you'll somehow find your way. I mean, I don't know. That's, I feel like there, you're right. There's no like right way, but waiting to get, I don't know. I don't want to say to get bared to, or to find success, like 15 years after graduation. That sounds pretty tough. Um, but I it, did. You gotta yeah. love it. You know, you gotta have something to say. Right, right. And, and I just had a quick question um, before I have to wrap up just about the release of the film with COVID and the pandemic. Do you guys feel like this was the right time to release it in order to, you know, uh, get well, box office no. numbers up or yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough because you make a movie like this for the big screen. What you do that for is because you want people to go to the big screen. You want people yeah. to see it. And uh, the landscape for movies like ours is changing little movies that, you know, don't have big special effects or name brands behind them that aren't like these kind of amusement park rides made by these, 
you know, big corporations, mm-hmm. uh, they have a harder chance because most of the time people are watching these things at home. But we, we spent the money and the time to make this look and feel like a big screen movie. And so you're going to have a better experience at the movies when you go. But to answer your question, mm-hmm. um, I mean, no, I would like, I, I would love if this thing was coming out, you know, four years ago when people were flooding to the yeah. movie theaters, yeah. you know, normally. I just think we would have, you know, we'd be doing a lot better, I'm, I'm sure, uh, in an environment like that than we will in COVID. However, yeah, I also yeah. feel like this is, yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure. But I also feel like this is a great movie for this moment because we've been through a lot as a culture. We want to go to the movie theaters and feel something and feel good and feel connected to each other and laugh. And so I, I feel like we have a movie that does that. And, and whether people see it in the theaters or they choose to see it at home, I think they're going to be rewarded. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm very excited. I I promise you, I'm not even just saying that because I do love Channing Tatum and I love the way, I love the style that Magic Mike was written. I really am excited to see this. I I have to tell you. Um, But I guess I was just curious where as, as a filmmaker and as being, you know, as part of the production crew, it's like, do you have this movie and it's all ready? It's like, do you hang on to it and hope that COVID doesn't go you know, Uh, again in a year? It's like, what do you do? It's like, I don't know. I just wouldn't know what to do, I guess. That would be tough. We thought about it. We we thought about it. I mean, it's like you, there's no great date, right? I mean, if you go into the summer uh, yeah. when you know that that you know there's going to be less you know COVID infections or whatever, you're going into a summer where there's giant movies every other week coming out, kind of soaking up all the advertising dollars and all the eyeballs. It's really, really hard, really hard to compete. Um, and and I just didn't want to hold on to it for like another year. I mean, when yeah. things shit, sit on the self, uh, shelf for that long they do tend to collect dust. And, and I think that, you know, you just, you just got to deal with the circumstances of what the world is, you know, the cards of the world are, are being dealt to you and, and, uh, and just go for it. And so yes. that's, that's what we chose to do. But to your point, yeah, you can over, you can Monday morning quarterback it all day, but um, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to make a Reed, choice. Reed, you, you must think I'm smarter than I am. I don't know. I don't know what sports references, but um, <laughs> anyway, this has been, <laughs> this has been so nice. To talk. No, I'm being dead serious. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever you say, bro. Um, <laughs> no, this has been so lovely. Um, I hope our paths cross sometime in the future, but congratulations on dog and everything else you're working on. You're awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're awesome yeah. too. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying the longer format of these podcasts. I really hope um, that it sticks. I'm enjoying doing these these combination ones, the, the two guests. I like it. I'm into it, guys. I'm into it. <laughs> All right. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Lauren underscore interviews or on Twitter at Conlin underscore Lauren and catch me on Facebook, Lauren Conlin. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time.